Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy 19th of July, 2023. Today is Hump Day. Happy Hump Day Weekend Warriors. You have two more days. Welcome back to life, love, and liberty. The world in American politics is burning. Nothing new, but but things have been taken to a new level of duplicity. What's good for thee is not good for me. What's good for me is not good for thee. Amen. So we have, I believe, 16 or 19 folks out of the great state of Michigan who have now been uh, indicted for their role in what the weaponized United States government, completely politicized, is deeming... Everything from conspiracy to an attempt to overturn an election. President Trump has been put on notice that as of tomorrow, he could be arrested and indicted again. <laughs> so uh, this time, I believe he is called to D.C., which is eesh, not really the place you want to be, no matter who you are uh, in this climate. But President Trump seems unmoved. Uh, by virtue of the clips that I've seen of him. But getting back to Michigan, so one of, you know, and there's every reason to believe that every single swing state, any state that was involved in having a second uh, alternate slate, rather, of electors, which is completely legal, by the way, um, anyone who actually put their electors together, and was prepared on January the 6th, 2021, uh, to, to, to have Vice President Pence at the time send those votes back to those issues within those states, send them back to the states, which he did have the latitude, uh, also the expectation that he would do so uh, of the GOP, to be quite honest with you, and, and of every person who did vote for President Trump. But he chose not to do that, and even at the request, demand, of folks in the Senate and uh, in the House, and by virtue of How should I put this? Well, I'll just leave it at this. By virtue of what I believed a number of things, then Vice President Pence decided that he was going to allow, he was not going to send things back to the states, and we, in fact, validated the results of the 2020 election. But in the process of that, there there were multiple states who were 
called to um, and, and by their GOP council, as I'm told, uh, they, they convened and, and decided that it was the most expedient route was that in the event that, you know, it did kick back to their, it did get kicked back to their respective states to contend with the anomalies in their respective elections, um, that they would already have their, you know, their, their slate, um, in place, right? And then if they didn't have that in place on January the 6th, which if I'm not mistaken and don't hold me to this, but I know there were things that needed to happen by December 19th. Remember, everything has a date associated to it. If you miss, it's kind of like court, right? So, so if you miss your deadlines to file certain things and to, and to, um, follow proper procedure by certain timelines and dates, then you basically just, you know, your ass out, <laughs> excuse my language. So, so there, there were deadlines that needed to be met with regard to this alternate slate of electors. And, and, and what's interesting about this is, is that the, the Democrats have now spun something that I've been highlighting for probably the past, I don't know, eight months that I've seen this momentum building on behalf of Jack Smith and his traveling um, legal show. Um, and, and believe me, I, I, it's no laughing matter to me. It's not only a, a legal show, it is an affront to the United States Constitution and your respective state constitutions as well. It is an affront, um, but people's lives are for sure uh, being upended and have been upended uh, by virtue of, of the weaponization of our uh, judicial system. And, and much to our chagrin, as for all of us as Americans, to be honest with you. So so I'm not making light of it because there are, I mean, just ask those grandmamas and grandpas and perhaps great-grandmamas and grandpas who I want to say the median age in that group of newly indicted Americans and grandparents is probably closer to 68. So the oldest person, I believe, being 82. So it's in the youngest person I want to say was 55, right? So, so these are people who thought that and were told by their own GOP councils that they respectively, that they were doing the right thing as a matter of protocol. Okay. Now keep in mind, like I was saying for the past eight months, I, I have played clips and I have posted um, the ads, the, the Hollywood begging that occurred in 2016, right after you voted for President Trump, Hollywood and the DNC and Open Society and uh, the uh, every other kind of project, you know, all the NGOs collectively came together and funded a massive national media campaign to convince your electors. And I want to say there were two of them that actually that that prevailed uh, with regard to being um, bullied effectively and guilted uh, by the by Hollywood uh, with regard to changing their votes, which ultimately would have been a change for your vote, and no one went to jail. No one was indicted. 
Was it even in consideration? And if it was, we didn't hear about it, did we? Now, hear me when I say this very clearly. This is not me saying, yeah, but you do it too. Because that's that's not a, a real plausible <laughs> argument. Although it's true that they they are literally, if I've dated one narcissist, I've dated a hundred of them. And so I'm very familiar with this play. And so it's very frustrating for a, a woman like me who has in, endured several of those relationships. And albeit as I've gotten older, not very long, if I recognize, you know, a red flag pretty immediately, uh, we're not likely going to have a date. Uh, and they do, they do show themselves uh, rapidly. You just have to know what to look for and, and what to listen for. I digress. Um, but with regard to our government, right, and people in general, uh, people who are just wicked in nature, who have like this debasement that that is, they just operate on such a low decibel of existence that they bring nothing good to their environment, right? You you know who they are. You, we all of us have at least one in our lives. Well, now we are governed and ruled rather and reigned uh, by this despotic, I, I call it affectionately, uh, th- this despotic regime that is fantastical whenever it comes to convincing you that what you see isn't real. And even though they've done it too, and 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 they got a hard pass, um, they're coming for you, right? And so, what I tell you, who's covering this extensively, extensively is Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Now, I'm going to give you a warning. Okay, if you listen to my show, you're used to me apologizing for expletives. Okay. But if you want the details, you're going to have to navigate the waters because this is Jovan Shtick. This is his lane. I'm not going to take up much more time with this because we have more important things to contend with on behalf of ourselves and our country, uh, spiritually speaking. But but Jovan has a way with words that will probably be offensive to many of you. And, and today he addressed that, actually, and I happen to agree with him. So I agree with him by and large because one of the reasons we've gotten to where we are is because as colonialists, we have this pearl-clutching nature that is, in my humble opinion, is more dangerous and abhorrent than the wickedness that you see just flagrantly, just flaunted across all of our of our infrastructure as a nation right now. It's everywhere. It's on every landscape of this country at the moment. But but the but the right, the holy right, that's really unholy actually. And and I think some of you actually do mean well and there are some things that, you know, and I texted Jovan today and I said, "Hey, listen, here's the deal. Um you you can please refrain from describing what wicked, filthy, vile, defiling human beings want to do to little children and where and how and and all that. I don't need those types of descriptives because it is very defiling to me. So that I'm not going to uh, tolerate without pushing back. 
Now, it's his show, so he can say whatever he wants to say. But I, I would love to be able to share his content with you because he does an amazing job of bringing you every jot and tittle of what is happening with regard to election integrity and this madness right here. And and why is this so important to Jovan? Well, primarily because Jovan has single-handedly personally spent over a million dollars on election integrity um, um, uh, in, in the pursuit of election integrity and as it pertains to Arizona in a state that he doesn't even, you know, he does not reside in Arizona, right? So he has also brought technology to to the landscape. He he's brought his own testimony to the state of Georgia. Um, he's brought his own team. You know, there are things that Javon has done that ninety nine percent of Americans are still scratching their butts trying to figure out what went wrong, right? But he's brought things to to the landscape that are undeniably um, they're crucial, right? And so. Please find him on your respective outlets. He is on Twitter. I'm certain he's on Facebook. I know he is on, and I'm not on Facebook, so I'm, I'm guessing. Um, I know he's on Telegram, which is where everyone fled whenever they were all excommunicated from uh, Twitterville. But he is back, and he goes by Jovan Hutton Pulitzer with his little trademark at the end, at Jovan H. Pulitzer on Twitter. But he, But what he does is he breaks it down into into telling you how if something is legal right because 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 as as average Americans we look at it and go well if it's legal then why are they bringing charges even though we know that and why are they indicting people even though we know that you can indict a ham sandwich right we know that and and you you could say that it's a so so let's let's separate let, let's Let's silo this for just a moment. I like to do that. Because what happens is it all gets just the blah, 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 right? And so so I'm interested in motives. I'm interested in why people do what they do. Because I do believe intentions and motive matters. And so does everyone else. Don't let them fool you. Okay. And, and I, and I do, and I think I'm, I'm big on that because in the motives and in the hunt for the motive and in the honoring of, of the pursuit of trying to understand someone's intentions and motives. And this is why I think I would have made a great judge, by the way. Um, and I guess it's not too late, but, but I think you find the compassion and the mercy balance. You find the letter of the law, the balance of the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. And so to me, it is important right now, according to the letter of the law for, for some crimes, it doesn't really matter what, if it was there, if there was malice or if there was a conspiracy to blah, blah, blah. A lot of these folks have been dragnetted into this conspiratorial language that they all secretly, you know, conspired to overturn the election of 2020. Now, what's interesting is that the Hollywood elites and the left, the DNC, publicly conspired. Right. They actually took out ads and commercials 
to the millions of dollars. It was all over everything, and you'll see it on Jovan's show. I've posted it for months on my social media. Every time this comes up, President Trump's going to be arrested, and they're coming after people. I'm like, okay, well, with regard to the electors, let's just simply reflect for just a moment and go back to 2020 and, and, and tell me what we're missing here, right? Because if you're going with motives... Then, then, then according to them, remember, they were using Russia, Russia, Russia. There was Russian interference present. And that's when the whole Russian hoax started, at least publicly, right? I'm sure all of that was in the pipeline because they've always blamed Russia literally on everything. And I'm not, I, I'm blamed everything on Russia. I, I'm not suggesting that they are not involved in our elections like other nations are too, especially in the era of you know, digitized propaganda, disinformation, misinformation. I mean, that's, it's, you know, not to mention the election grid itself, um, bots, you know, uh, just you name it. And and people like Zuckerberg, who, who spent $400 billion to infiltrate your election grid on your behalf, by the way, to not work out in your favor. <laughs> so uh, in any American's favor, to be honest with you, because anyone who's finagling and, and philandering uh, with others regarding our election grid is that is um, that that does not serve any American. It's not just a conservative concern, by the way. So back to this. So, so you, so we could contend that, that they were upset. They couldn't believe it. You could see it in their faces. Holy crap. What just happened? Hillary was supposed to win breaking down, crying, shaking. They were scared to death. Immediately started with Trump derangement syndrome. Literally. Um, it, 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 it was a complete crap show from that moment forward at like three in the morning on November the 5th, 2016, uh, what was the, the day America stood still as far as the, the, the cabal and all of those associated with it were concerned, primarily the Clinton machine. Right. So that that's when a lot of things started to go downhill. And I think all of the collateral damage on behalf of the intelligence community, uh, that those those loose ends needed to be tied up. And so you started to see people exposed like Epstein, Ghislaine and others, um, because, you know, as long as you are um, as long as you are necessary to the intelligence community, um, and you're not bringing attention to the powers that be, uh, then then you get to breathe right and freely. Uh, but but the moment that you are that that your your time is up, your usefulness is up. You have to remember this is like a a crime syndicate. So, and I say that affectionately to be honest with you because it just is what it is. Uh, I mean that that it's part of the system, and there are great people within the IC, and there are really crappy people, dark wickedness in, in, you know, in agents of light. So it it runs the gamut, but it's like that in in any industry. So it just happens to be that now, you know, it feels like the whole thing's turned on law abiding citizens um, and our Republican general. So, so, so motive is important, right? So, so the motive for those folks begging electors to silence your voice before they went to, you know, just like January the 6th in 2017, right? 
they were begging between that process and I probably before actually December the 19th is I think whenever, you know, one of those crucial dates uh, matters and, and, and things are certified on your state level. Um, those guys were begging, borrowing and stealing for, for lectors to change their mind. And again, I think I want to say there were two at least that decided, yeah, we're, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do what the Democrats want us to do. And so they did change their votes, but not enough to matter, obviously, because we had Trump for four years. So the motive there was to, uh, you know, not have Donald Trump be the rightfully elected president. Right. And and to insert Hillary Clinton. And again, you didn't see anybody running through the country creating a traveling lawfare show uh, to arrest, uh, uh, indict and criminalize, you know, their their lobbying ever efforts, you know, to to upend an actual election that did not have stops in the middle of the night, that did not have COVID, that did not have unending uh, ballot harvesting and drop box stuffing, that did not have um, ghost voters ad nauseum, that did not have, quote, anomalies ad nauseum, that, that did not have... Uh, uh, Secretary of State's voter rolls that were uh, that had not been cleaned in years uh, that did not have did not have did, you know stopping of the voting at, at or I'm sorry of the counting that did not have tickers that in real time were subtracting votes from Donald Trump while adding votes to Joe Biden and there are people who have have this footage I I've obtained it for for the past three years people have been sending me stuff like that but but it doesn't matter. None of it, none of that matters because the people who could adjudicate it will not. So until one of those threads is pulled and the whole thing comes undone, your AGs and your SOSs are not doing their jobs on your behalf and they've decided not to. And your state, and you guys haven't been loud enough, I guess. I don't know, but your state legislatures haven't done a damn thing either with the exception of add more laws on top of other laws and tell you that even though we didn't abide the first, abide by the first set of laws, we're definitely going to abide by the second set and the third set and the fourth set to, you know, really they're just appeasement pieces. And, but we promise this time we will represent your vote. And we will protect your vote. Well, if you believe that, okay, fantastic. There's an iceberg sitting in the middle of the Sahara Desert, you know, that I have for sale. So, yeah. So here we are. What were the motives of those guys compared to the motives of of the elector, the, the slate, the alternate, you know, electors of 2020? Well, the folks in 2020 believed that there were some anomalies with regard to stopping the counting of the votes across the board. People locked out. Philadelphia literally kicked people out from viewing and boarded up their windows, which is, by the way, completely illegal. (laughs) I just mentioned all of the voting and election anomalies. Not all of them. That's certainly not an exhaustive list, but, but that's quite a few of them. Not to mention, you know, the um, the artifact, you know, technology that, that Jovan was actually bringing to the landscape, uh, as well as, you know, being able to tell how many times something had been handled 
and whether or not it had ever been handled by human hands or someone, you know, how many times that it had been, had it been marked Were ballots watermarked were, were ballots, you know, were there apartment complexes with no one? Were there nursing homes with 200 people that voted from a nursing home that don't exist? I mean, you, you had people coming out of the woodwork trying to, you know, testify to, to these anomalies across the country in these swing states, and they were all but silenced, and now they're being criminalized. And so that's how the left does. They practice lawfare. The right does not so much. And so Jovan takes it back to what the left is doing, what Jack Smith and others are doing, is going back to archaic laws. And in, in he, he breaks down what those laws are and how they are being weaponized and utilized for today. And that's what lawfare does. That's what our enemy does, the enemy of our soul. He never lets you, and, and I'm about to go there uh, as, I, as I close this out today, I'm not going to keep you long. There's, it's, a, it's a busy news cycle today, uh, a lot. I mean, there was tons of breaking news yesterday. It was unbelievable. It was one thing after another. And then today you had, you know, the, the, the whistleblowers from the, um, from the IRS who came forward and they testified before Congress and, and, you know, and it's like, Oh, uh, you know, I feel bad for those. I'm grateful for those men, which by the way, one of them is a hardcore Democrat who happens to be, you know, homosexual and, and is married to a man. He's also a man and, and gave us that whole testimony right before, you know, he was like, Hey, this is one of the scariest things I've ever done besides coming out is testify as a whistleblower against the United States government. And what he saw play out with regard to Hunter Biden and his tax shenanigans, right? And, and we all know that we have a two-tier justice system and nothing will ever come of uh, of um, Hunter Biden and his escapades and, and his father who is directly implicated. So, you know, all that stuff is just theater at this point. I mean, I'm glad people have come forward, but it's, it'll just be a matter of public record. But we already know that that's what's good for them is not good for you. And what's good for you is not good for them. Right? How demoralizing, too, by the way. You know, I found myself mocking and just kind of laughing through one of the live feeds, the live streams of the whole hearing uh, with another whistleblower, a man named Kyle Serafin, who who is uh, an FBI whistleblower. And these guys were doing a live stream and I'm just like, "Mm, you know, somebody pour me a cocktail. You know, it it was just, it make it snappy. You know, it, it, it just, it's so ridiculous. Like you can't, and God bless Jim Jordan and all of his passion, you know, but it's like, okay, well, what's going to come of this? Because we know historically Republicans are completely uh, weak-willed, and you know that they are beholden to the powers that be, whether that's because of blackmail or extortion, who knows, but but we know that, or, or it's so lucrative for them to continue to align with this, you know, complete national takeover um, in this laundering funding of Ukraine, right, which there's no end in sight. We have another one point blah, blah billion going to Ukraine again, I mean, you know, 
I'm, I, my finger's been on the pulse of Americans for, for a while now. And as of yesterday, when I saw that third indictment come down, it's, and it's right here upon President Trump's doorstep, uh, and, and this slate of electors w- were all indicted, and you saw their ages. And, and I watched people's comments about that, and I was like, mm, man. If these guys are aching for, you know, for some kind of a, a powder keg, they are absolutely, they have lit it. And, uh, and a lot of Americans are just right there at that threshold where they are absolutely done. Put a fork in them. They cannot take another turn on the spit. And that's really what this is. This is a, this is a gaslighting, um, malignant expedition of of just wicked vile defilement really of your psyche and of your soul that's what this is and so i always point upward because this isn't going to stop anytime soon it's just not you're in an election cycle, which is already hellish, and add all the division within the Republican Party, um, add, you know, what's been deployed on you as, as an American, um, and not only Americans, uh, you know, but globally, too. People are very afraid across the globe of what's happening to us. Citizens are afraid. Their countries, their, their governments, respectively, are celebrating, but their citizenry is not celebrating our um, occupation at all because they look to us as a beacon of hope and of liberty and of justice. And what you see happening right now is not justice. It's not. It is uh, lawfare and it is mean-spirited. It is laden with false accusations innuendo, craziness, absolute craziness. You see what happened to these poor guys who were testifying today, their families, their friends. One of them actually still works for the IRS, uh, miraculously. I'm not sure how that's worked out, and I don't know what will happen after today, but, you know, these guys talk about their lives being completely upended. Um, You know, any whistleblower who's going against any, any of you who's considering going against, you know, your agencies, your bureaus, you you have to know that your life will just simply not be the same. So so that that's a that is a step that people take that has to be a calculated risk. And for some people, they they would rather be able to look at themselves in the mirror, on the run with a new identity, uh, or in a cell, you know, whatever, um, you know, they, they would rather have to contend with the monster than, uh, look at themselves as, uh, weak minded traitors. Because at some point you become one of them. When you see things occurring and, you're a part of what's occurring. I'm not, I'm not suggesting, I understand levels of devils, right? And there's a hierarchy and there, there is, believe it or not, uh, there is a code of honor within the kingdom of darkness. And so, I mean, ask any mob family for God's sakes. Um, I mean, that's, that's just true. And, and you don't, you don't overstep 
the the agreements that have been made. Right. And and in the kingdom of darkness there have been blood covenants that have been made as well. And so you but same for the kingdom of heaven, right? But the blood covenant that was made for us was by one man. And his name happens to be Yeshua. Amen. And so with his blood covenant, um, we are now seated and translated into him in the spirit, which means that any darkness that's operating in this world, um, he in fact has dominion over. And if we are walking in holiness in and through and by him, then we too have um, dominion and favor, to be quite honest with you. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've, I've had plenty of favor with awful, wicked people who, who I, for, and I don't really, it doesn't freak me out. I don't question it. I mean, I, I've had some really interesting people reach out to me over the years to let me know that, um, they've got their eye on me. Yeah. And, and they're a little, they're a little scary. Not going to lie. Uh, they, they're a little, you know, I don't, I don't lose sleep over it, but, but to most of you, um, you, you, you might crap your pants. <clears throat> I've had that happen once or twice throughout my uh, media, how I said military feels like it, uh, media career. And, and what you realize is that, you know, there, there, how do I put this without sounding completely over the top? Um, people who understand authority and people who understand, um, systems, And, and people who understand and recognize power in each other, there's actually quite a bit um, that some people uh, have been able to pull off, get done uh, for the cause of good with otherwise horrendous people and systems. Because they found favor with those folks who were the gatekeepers. And they found favor with those folks who um, had the keys to, you know, certain things here in the earth. And, and, it, and you don't have to become one of them. As a matter of fact, it's, it's honestly, I, th- I think the code of honor... <laughs> the unspoken code of honor, if I could say that, um, is, and I've, is rooted in, we don't need you over here with us, right? Um, and, and we actually recognize you for being good. And, and so, you know, you don't need to be in our world and in our business. And you don't need to know what we're up to. Um, and every, every now and then, there's like a spark of some semblance of light, even a crevice in some of these folks who entertain darkness on the regular. Um, and they will extend favor to whom they choose to extend favor. Now, I, and I've heard those stories from other people, um, and I can only relate to that personally by a few folks who have been like, hey, yo, Monica, like I, yo, I listen to you. And, and, and they've, you know, they, they've alluded to that they're a part of systems that are not a system I would want to be a part of. 
So, um, I don't know who they are. I, I don't know where they are. I don't know their names. Um, but, but there's something about hearing someone's voice that, uh, that you don't forget. And, um, you, in your discernment is able to, is able to understand what, what's really going on. Right. So I get rando people at times. I get some wackadoo folks too, um, who are just wackadoo, but, but every now and then, you know, you, you recognize, um, you, you just recognize certain things. Right. And so, all right, I apologize for the tangent, but all of that to say, um, we do have a two tiered system. It should not come as a surprise. I know it's demoralizing. I know it's disheartening and I know it makes you mad as hell. I know. Okay. But I need you to continue to look up and ask for your discernment so that you can move accordingly. Ask for wisdom. I'm not one of these Christians who's like, well, just say how we pray. I do absolutely believe in the power of prayer, obviously. I believe in the power of, of fasting and of inquiring for wisdom so that, so that you know how to position yourself, not only in your local uh, political, you know, civic duties, um, but within your own families, with regard to your own money your own savings, your own stockpiling, whatever it is you're doing, getting out of cities, if that's what you are led to do, you know, but when you're stuck in the fear and the dread and the terror and, and all of the legal mess that, that, that this kingdom is writhing in lawfare right now, um, the goal for you, the watcher, for you, the listener is to completely take you down. And I'm watching it happen. I'm watching it happen. I responded to a few people just today about, they're like, Monica, I can't take any more of this. I'm just done. I'm like, well, I don't know what that means. I don't know if you're thinking about taking it out. I mean, do not make a permanent decision in a temporary situation, by the way. Um, that That's always been my motto. So this too shall pass. And if you are a person of faith, you need to be looking back through your Old Testament of how many times our brothers, our Jewish brothers and sisters, were taken into captivity. And generations prevailed. You know, and we're in the new covenant. So we're in a blood covenant right now that's already been fulfilled. So there's hope in that. And some of you are not living in that because you've walked away. Maybe you're backslidden. Maybe you've never walked in that covenant. And I really want to encourage you that today is the day. Today is the day of your salvation. If if you're the person who's never been interested in anything to do with institutionalized religion, I, I'm not suggesting that you become institutionally, uh, you know, religious zealoted. What I'm suggesting is that you simply pray inquire, seek, ask, knock. You will hear, you will find it, it will be opened. Those are promises from above. They're not mine. Those are his words. And and I know they're true because they've been true for me and millions of others through generations. So whatever your objections are, I, I would ask you to consider 
laying them down, especially now. Lay your objections down for just a moment and personally seek the author of your freedom, of your salvation, of your justice. I I cannot stress that enough, and I don't say that, you know, as an institutionalized Christian. I say that as someone who understands that if you're listening to this broadcast right now, you are being summoned. You know, the courts of the earth may be filled with the blood of the innocent, but the, but the courts of heaven are filled with, they've been washed and they're filled with, with the blood and the holiness and the water and the beauty and the light of our Savior, of all mankind. And so there's a difference between godly justice and earthly justice, and, and it's important to hang on to the godly justice because when earthly justice fails, your hearts will fail you if you do not have something other than man upon which to rest. It just will happen. And if you're backslidden, if you're the Christian who's been gone for a while and you're just riddled with guilt and shame, and again, all of your objections, just bring all of it with you back to the cross and drop it there. You are being summoned. There's there's nothing you cannot bring, and I mean nothing, you cannot bring to the cross. Nothing. Because it's all been accounted for. It's all been accounted for. It has all been atoned. It's all been redeemed. Right? And and you're part of that. And so if you want to live in the light and in the power, and, and you want to live in the cleansed and in actual clarity, with actual wisdom and, and, and godly wisdom from on high and vision, clear vision, right? You, you have to step out of the world system and everything that it's heaving upon you right now. That, that is the only way you're going to remain remotely intact. So I, again, we are hosting a, a Bible study every Monday. I am uh, via WebEx You guys are welcome to that. You can DM me. You can email me for those details at Monica at MonicaMatthews.com. I'm happy to send them. Uh, We're in the book of John, actually, which is coincidentally what the uh, CCP is is, is attempting to overhaul. (laughs) And they're starting with the book of John, which I found to be really interesting because the book of John is about the quality of life as a Christian. So where else would a self-imposed godless regime uh, start to dismantle your freedom in Christ other than the book of John? He is also the disciple that Christ loved. Why is that? Because there was a a real pure um, fellowship there between the Apostle Paul and, and I'm sorry, um, between the disciple John, and you see that written in his gospel. You also see it in his letters, which harmonize with his gospel, but the gospel is where you see a very unique relationship. 
it, it wasn't greater than or lesser than the others, but it was very unique. And it's, and it's just, it's beautiful. It's light. It's easy. It's simple. It tells you exactly who Christ was, is, and always will be and who you are in relation to him and why that matters right now. Not just when you're, when you're gone into the sweet by and by, but why it matters right now. Right. And so speaking of that, as I, as I close out this evening, I saw something online that was so bothersome to me and what else is new? Right. But, but it, it came from a group of women who I don't know very well. I I follow one of them and the other one I do not. And I happened to see that the one I followed commented on the other one's thread. And, and this was about women who apparently have a past who are, who are, I'm not really sure of the, I came to the party late, but what I read from, from these two women commenting, what was so grievous that I just blew my lid on this thread. And, and one was talking about, you know, if I, if I found a godly man, they were talking about godly men and apparently women who alleged to be Christians who have pasts. Okay. And, and it sounds as though they're saying, Hey, you can't demand, you know, that we just accept your power, that men just accept your past and, and, you know, and just take you with all of your crap. Like there's not supposed to be consequences. And, and, and listen, you're listening to a woman with a past, <laughs> like in a recent past. So, I mean, five minutes ago, there was probably a moment where I could be like, I'm a woman with a past. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm, I'm overcoming. I don't know about you, but every day I'm overcoming something, whether it's cussing, it's traffic, it's, you know, what you name it, it it's being lazy about something. It is being stressed out about something, you know, it, all of that is falling short of the glory, by the way. Right. Whether it's, you know, anger that makes you sin, it's cussing that comes out of your face, it's, you know, just fighting with people and and in strife with people and self-defense and, you know, all all of that is lower level living. I know that. I'm aware of that. Uh, I'm very aware of that. And I'm, and I'm overcoming those things and, and I have to continuously yield myself, my mind, my members, my will, uh, a lot of things to the word, to my Lord, Yeshua, not just my savior, but to allow him to be Lord means that his word takes precedence over everything in my life. Yeah. So I'm not, maybe you guys have arrived. I don't know. I have not arrived to the point where that's just like first nature 24 seven. Okay. I've had seasons where it was. I'm not in that season right now. So I read this stuff from, from, from one woman I think might be married. The other young lady is not married. I know. I don't know if she's ever been married. Maybe. I think so. But I don't really know these two women. But one of them I do consider a sister in Christ, although I see things doctrinally where I'm just like, huh. And so I've been discerning that there is a spirit of religion that's there. And, and as loving and as humble and as kind as she can be um, at times, th- there are things that she says, or I, I just, I'm, I'm discerning a spirit of religion. And I, and I recognize that spirit very quickly because that thing has tried to kick my ass most of my life. Okay. And so I recognize it. And the moment I recognize it, I take, I take it on <laughs> like face to face, head on, because it is a killer 
It will keep those of you who are backslidden away. It will keep those of you who look at Christians like, oh my God, forget it. You guys are just as crazy as the world. I'd rather go sit at the bar, right? I mean, because at least I know that crazy. But you guys profess to be this one thing, and you actually live like a bunch of hellions, on, you know, in the secret, in in in, in your closets. And uh, I, I'd rather not have to deal with the hypocrisy. Yep, I've been there too. So I feel you. I really do. Okay. And so that spirit of religion is is what is what does this. Also, that's just kind of your jack legged, half baked, you know, resistance. That that becomes your excuse for not saying amen to your creator. So I don't even own that. I'm just like, all right, y'all got to get over it. I feel you. I know we can suck as Christians. I really do. I get it. But but your objections are your objections, and that's in your heart. And so you're going to have to answer to Father. You're not going to be able to look at Father and go, well, you know, Monica Matthews and all of her Holy Roller friends, if they had only not said the word ass in just about every podcast of hers, I may have actually come back to the kingdom. (laughs) Sorry, that's not going to be your get out of hell pass (laughs) card, whatever. So no. So grow up. We all have our cross to bear, whether you believe it or not. So, but with that, they were, this one woman was saying, you know, if I found a godly man who, who wanted to marry me and, you know, your, your, your past has consequences just because your past is forgiven doesn't mean that you don't have consequences. And I'm like, "Hmm, okay, noted. Right. So, so I, again, I'm just reading down through her comments and I'm like, spirit of religion noted check. Okay. Next. And then it was, you know, I I would feel guilty and ashamed if there was a person who took on, you know, because of my past. And so therefore I would be humble that anyone would ever choose me. And I would be grateful that that person chose me in spite of, and in, in, in with, and with having a past, right? And I wouldn't really have any expectation of, of not having consequences. Like I would just lay down and prostrate and, and, you know, I'm, I'm being dramatic, but it was kind of like that. And my blood begins to boil (laughs) because I'm thinking, wow, you guys are something else. The one woman refers to these women as hoes, Right. And and kind of makes it cute, actually. It was kind of funny the way she said it. But it was like she holds the moral high ground because apparently maybe she doesn't have a past. I, I don't know. And if she does, maybe she's still so riddled with shame about her past that it just makes her even ho- 